Let me say that again. All disciples are Christians, but not all Christians are disciples. There are some who claim the word Christian, but they do not follow Christ. They are not disciples. Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I want to thank you once again for joining me for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled The Final Call. Today's message is the final part of that series. It is entitled Get Real, and it is part five. Remember, if you have missed any of the other messages, all you have to do is just go to our website, at www.kingdomrock.org. You can hear the entire series there or simply download the Kingdom Rock app and get it all on the go. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Get Real, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, let's continue in the series now entitled The Final Call, The Final Call. And today we're gonna subtitle this message, Get real. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you've got to get real. It's time to get real. Are you hearing me? Get real. Well, let's turn our Bibles back once again. Somebody knows exactly what scripture we're going to go into. Maybe. Let's see. Does anybody know what scripture? You are correct. John the 8th chapter. I'm so glad we've got some good students here today. Uh, this will be part number five. So at least five, four other times we've been going to this scripture. And we're going to go right back there today. And this part number five of the series entitled The Final Call. Well, we're going to start here actually at verse number 12. And then we're going to zoom all the way down uh, uh, to verse number 31. Yes. All right. Yes. This is some thrilling, thrilling, thrilling words. And uh, I want you to, we're just going to just abide in the Lord's word and and just be set free in his word. Amen. Amen. So, all right, we're going to start here today at verse number 12 and then zoom on down. Again, we've gone through these scriptures a number of times, but we're going to see as, as long as the Lord is pouring out, we want to be under the faucet with our glass. Amen. Amen. So as he's still pouring out, we want to be right here. We don't want to move. Let me say this before we get to um, John 8. Remember that Still in today's modern day church, the Holy Spirit still speaks and he still speaks through the mouths of the men and women of God. So when Sunday comes around, Sunday, 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 when Sunday comes around, it's another opportunity for you to receive a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. This is not a time for a nightclub or any time of any time of a, a comedic hot spot. This is a time for us to hear from God. What does God have to say to me today? Hallelujah. Once the word of God has gone forth, then you go back make sure you go back and you visit those scriptures again and you allow the Holy Spirit to continue the conversation with you throughout the week. Hallelujah. If media is available, whether it's CD, app, website, whatever it is, DVD, if it is available, then you grab that CD, you grab that media and you hear it again to get the word of God in you because the Lord still uses the men and women of God, the pastors to set the course of a church. Hallelujah. So we tell you today, I will tell you, do not neglect the word of God as so many have neglected in our generation. Do not neglect the word of God, especially the word that God sends forth uh, through the mouths of his pastors, through the mouths of his prophets, through the mouth of the evangelists, the teachers, the apostles. Do not neglect the word of God. Amen. Amen. Because there is something that God can give you through his anointed voice that you cannot get uh, through your private prayer or study time alone. Are you hearing? Praise the Lord Jesus. So if you ever miss a word from God, if you ever miss it, and if you're in the ministry and we are here, uh, but for the sake of those that are watching us and listening to us, if you're in a ministry where they, where they have audio or video ministry is recorded, then make sure you grab a copy of it. If you weren't there, grab a copy of it and see what the Lord said. Are you hearing? Because deliverance has come. Amen. Are you ready for a word of deliverance? 
All right, well, let's get into the word here. John 8, verse 12, we'll start here. It says, Then Jesus spoke unto, rather, spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He he who follows me, you can underline the words follows me, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. One more time, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now let's go down to verse number 31 as we continue. We were here on last week and the week before, so we're going to dive even deeper into this uh, text of Scripture today. And it reads this way. Verse 31 says this, still John 8. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on, rather who believed him. Wait now, let me back up. I want to make sure we get this. I was reading to you out of the New King James Version, which is nothing wrong with that. But let me go back now and just get the uh, King James Version. It just happens with the flick of my finger. And so here we are in the King James Version. It says this, verse number 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word... Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you free. Verse 33, they answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Oh, this is wonderful. So we're going to continue here to speak from the subject of get real. We've got to get real. Now, there are a few things that uh, uh, we made reference to before that we're going to really get into and dive in really well today. Verse 31 says again, then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him. Let's go to our board, which believed on him. He uses this key word here. He uses this key word. We'll spend just a few moments on that key word. He used the key word if, if. If ye continue in my word. Who was he speaking to? The ungodly? Who was he speaking to? The world? No, he was speaking to those who believed on him. He was speaking to those who believe on him. And he's saying, using this word, if, he draws a line. Let's go back to the board. He draws a line. Let's say here we have the word believe. Uh, I before E except after C. Oh, except after E. Praise the Lord. All right. So here we have believers. Under that, under that, we have those who would answer yes and those who would answer no. The word if implies a choice. Isn't that right? The word if implies you have choice. Who has choice? Believers. The believers, he's speaking to the believers, to those Jews in this context who believed on him, telling them, you have a choice. You can either decide yes or no. There'll be many people who will come into the halls of the church who will say, I believe Jesus. I believe in him. I believe he existed I believe that he was a good man. Some will even say, I believe he was a prophet, not only in church, but in the world. Many who would say, I believe him. But he uses this word, if. He says again, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word. If you do. Which means that some believers, and we'll see this in the word, some believers will decide to continue in his word and some will not decide to continue in his word. Which one are you is the question. Which one are you? It's time for us to get real. Are you hearing? We are indeed in the last days and you don't want to be on the wrong side of the equation. Only the one who answers yes to this statement, 
Only the ones who, who answer yes to this word, if, will receive the following benefits. You've heard people say, truth will make you free. Well, quoting a half scripture will not offer them deliverance. That is some of the scripture, but that is not the totality of the scripture. He says, you will know truth. You will know the truth. Then you will know truth. And that truth will make you free. Well, who is the one who knows truth? As we go on, those who continue, those who said yes and decided to continue in word. Those are the ones who were who will be set free by truth. Are you understanding? Now, the Lord Jesus tells us, and now the word if is a heavy conditional word. It is heavy, heavy. And he tells us this because this word if implies those who would continue would become his disciples. In effect, he's saying, if you will agree to be my disciple and not just believe in me. There's a difference between a one who believes and one that is a, a disciple. Now, let me say it this way. All, let me say it this way. Hmm. All disciples are Christians, but not all Christians are disciples. Let me say that again. All disciples are Christians, but all, not all Christians are disciples. There are some who claim the word Christian, but they do not follow Christ. They are not disciples. Now, the Lord gives us another um, another result of being his disciple. If we look down once again in verse number thirty four, he says, Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever uh, uh, committed sin is the servant. Say servant. servant. Say servant. servant. Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. Verse 35. And the servant. Say servant. Say servant. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Who are the ones who are being made free? It is the disciple. The servant is the one that is not being made free because they have not agreed to become a disciple. This implies and tells us, and I pray you hear this prophetically, there'll be many who will call on the name of Jesus. There'll be many who will say to the Lord, 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 on that day and say, haven't we cast out demons in your name? Haven't we done this, these mighty works in your name? But the Lord will say, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you, but they use the name of Jesus. But they never agreed to be a disciple. Oh, you're hearing me. They never agreed to be a disciple. There's a difference between a churchgoer or a Christian and a disciple, a follower of Christ. So the question is, which one are you? We've got to get real. These are the last days. We've got to get real. It is the, it is the disciple that will come to know truth. And we're going to get into this. It is the, the disciple that will have an intimate relationship with truth. The word here, no, the word uh, no. Uh, let's look at this again. And uh, let's see in verse number uh, 32, he says, uh, and ye shall know truth and the truth shall make you free. The word uh, no here talks about um, it talks about yes and understanding but it is also a Jewish idiom that talks about uh, um, intercourse or sexual relation between a man and a woman in other words the closest relationship possible uh, a giving and a receiving the Lord said you are not only he's not just talking about you will have a uh, you just you you'll know it as in you'll come to into the knowledge of it or he's not just saying you'll know it as in you'll be familiar with it he said that of uh, the truth that he reveals to you you'll have an intimate knowing you'll walk with it you'll experience it you'll be one with it you'll be one with the truth undeniable you'll have an undeniable experience with truth well, how is that possible? Jesus said, he said, told, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, boys, I'm going away, but I'm going to send you another comforter. And this comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, will lead you and or guide you into all truth and show you things to come. 
So those that agree to be Jesus' disciples will be led personally by the Holy Spirit into truth. Personally by the Spirit of God into truth. And as the Spirit of God takes us by the hand, leads us into truth, that truth that he leads us in will make us free. Now understand something. It is not you that is bringing freedom to yourself. The word of God says that the truth, this intimate knowing of truth, the truth will be doing the work on you. The truth will be doing the work in you. He said you will know truth and the truth will make you free. Not right living will make you free. Not Bible reading will make you free. Not church attendance will make you free. He said the truth that you are experiencing, this truth that you will walk in with intimately, this truth will work on you and begin to break you free from the bonds of sin from the dominion of sin are you hearing me the truth that you walk into now what are we saying there'll be many that will say you know I just can't live this Christian life I just can't you know I try my best to do right but I find myself doing wrong I just can't get it together I try to be good I try to do good I try to get this out of my life I try to stop doing this I try to stop to start doing the things that I know to do I try to stop doing things I shouldn't do what are they doing they're trying to work out uh, they're trying to work out righteousness Right. Trying to work out righteousness, but they have not yet submitted either by ignorance or by their own will. They have not yet submitted to the tutelage of the Holy Spirit. They have not yet submitted uh, to the truth that is revealed because they decided to become a disciple. If you decide to become a disciple, it is the truth that will break the bonds of sin off of your life. Are you hearing? It is the truth that gets the jackhammer. It is the truth that gets the that gets the hammer, so to speak. It is the truth that that gets the bleach and washes you. It is the truth that gets the iron and irons out wrinkles. It is the truth, but not just any truth. That truth that is being revealed to you on a day to day basis by the Spirit of God. It is that truth. And the first truth that he will reveal to you on a constant basis is the truth about you. He'll show you the wickedness that is on the inside of you first. As he cleans up the inside of us first. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. As he, and, and, and I find, oh, oh, I find that as God reveals to me more and more stuff about me, I'm a whole lot more compassionate as I deal with other people. You only become self-righteous if you think that you are superior over them. You understanding? But as God shows you, just like he showed Isaiah as Isaiah was in his presence, as Isaiah said, oh, I'm woe and I am undone as he was in the presence of the Lord. Oh, my lips are unclean and I dwell amongst a generation of people that has also have unclean lips. Oh, my goodness. As he had an encounter with God, he realized first his own sin. And then he also saw the sin of the generation. And God asked, who can I send? Who can I send for us? He said, send me, Lord. I'll go. You understand? So being free or being delivered from the bondages or oppression of sin is not just coming to church. It's not just reading the Bible every once in a while. It's not just praying every once in a while. You're going to have to develop an intimate relationship with truth. And what did Jesus say? Who is truth? He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. This is an intimate walk with Christ. And Christ develops the truth in you that will set you free, that will make you free. And I love that word make. That word make is a violent word. I'm going to make you do this. <laughs> I'm going to make you leave my child alone, the Lord says. I'm going to make you let go. Hallelujah. You will release them and let them go. Hallelujah. It is the exposure to truth. It is the intimate knowledge of truth that begins to deliver us. You know, I, I, as the Lord began to deal with me, I began to see, uh, I began to see a woman uh, standing by a fireplace. And she had a box uh, right before the fireplace. 
And uh, she would reach into the box every once in a while and pick up uh, a stick and throw it into the fireplace to keep warm. She would reach into the box and pick out a stick and throw it into the fireplace to keep warm. She thought that was the order. But then truth had been revealed. The, the veil had been removed from her eyes. And when she reached back in the box, she saw the box was not full of sticks, but full of snakes. And she went down, oh no. And she said within herself, uh, this is why I've been sick because every time I have reached into the box to get what I thought was a stick, the snake bit me and I threw it. It offered her temporary comfort for warmth, but it also brought disease and sickness. How many of us are reaching into something that we expect to offer us pleasure or comfort and not knowing that it's killing us all the while? So the Lord said, you will know truth and you'll know it into such a degree, not just not just have a reference to truth, not just uh, that you might know it. No, you'll have an intimate relationship and an intimate walk with truth. The veil will be removed and you will see exactly what this thing is. And the knowledge of it, the intimacy with truth will cause you to walk away from the thing that has been dominating and controlling your life. Are you hearing Oh, this is good word. This is good word. So this is what the Lord Jesus is promising those. This is a divine promise who will answer yes to the question. What question? The question that's implied in the word if. If. So let's talk a little bit more about that today. He said, if you Continue. Now, we did a little work on the word continue, so I won't go further into that. Only knowing, only just going to bring up again that the word continue refers to three things. Yes, it does mean to abide. Um, it means to uh, remain. But it gives reference to three things. It gives reference to place, reference or, or reference to place, uh, to time, and also to condition. As it relates to time, it talks about survival and endurance. If you can endure in my word, if you can endure, there'll be many that will hear word from Christ and his word will not endure in them. They will not endure in his word. They will decide to keep their own lifestyle rather than forsake it for Christ. So the Lord said, if you will continue in my word, if you can survive, if you can remain, if you can endure, when I, especially when the Lord has told you something that blows your mind and that goes against everything that you have once held true or even possible. Remember in John 666, we read that John 6 chapter verse 66 says that many disciples walked away as the Lord began to say, uh, he began to utter the words of this he said, uh, if you're going to be in commitment or fellowship with me, you're going to have to eat my flesh and, and drink my blood. Of course, he was not talking about cannibalism. He was talking about a deeper walk and committed commitment uh, unto him. And many couldn't do that because they already had an attachment to the world system. Are you understanding? Now, long before there is a mark of the beast on our forehead or, or on our hands, long before there is that, there is a very spiritual mark that is already in being implanted on the, on, the, um, on the heads and hands of people. Well, the head represents our thinking and the hands represent our doing. Many of our society, long before the physical mark takes place, many in our society already have their thinking stamped with the mark of the enemy. Already have their thinking. They think as the world. They think as the enemy. Many have their actions already stamped their hands. They begin to act as the enemy. They begin to act in, with, in tune uh, with the darkness. Already. So it's no big, it's no big uh, transition when, the, when a physical mark is handed out. It is no big thing. But the issue of concern is there'll be many in the halls of the church that will actually take the mark. Why? Because they've never agreed to be his disciple. 
They've never agreed. They've never signed on for it. So when the word gets uncomfortable for them, they'll just shut out. They'll just shut down. They'll just stop coming. Because why? Because the word begins to interfere with their lifestyle. So I'll just stop. I'll close my Bible. I'll go away. I don't have to go back to church anymore because it's interfering with what I like to do. They never agreed to say yes to being a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And so when the mark comes up, it's no big transition. They'll just receive the mark and go on with their lives. But for those of us who have been called to be a disciple, for those of us who are indeed followers of Christ, who are walking in the light, it is an issue. It is an issue. And we will vehemently say, no, I do not want that. I serve Christ because I am his follower. I am his disciple, not merely a believer. Are you hearing? Oh, preach Holy Ghost, preach it. So we see here, I want you to see a few other things here. Then we're going to go on. The Lord says here uh, again in John 8, 31, he says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word. Now the word, the Greek word for the word word here. Uh, many we have pronounced it over years as logos, but it's actually lagos. Praise the Lord. That's actually the, the, um, the Greek uh, speech for that, lagos. And it does, does mean speech. It means word, sayings of God. It means decrees. Uh, it means a mandate or order. It means a continuous speaking, a discourse. And it also means instruction. Say instruction. Doctrine. Say doctrine. Teaching. All right. In other words, we can say a rabbi's um, a rabbi's order of life, his central message or theme. Jesus said, if you continue in my order of life, my central message, my theme. If you continue in my doctrine, if you continue in my teaching, are you hearing? He said, if you do that, there's a result. He said, then are you my disciple indeed? Then are you my disciples if you continue in my doctrine, in my teaching, in my instruction, in my way of life? Then are you my disciples? And the disciple in turn will know truth, have an intimate walk and relationship with truth. Now, we can get back to the word disciple for a moment, but understand something about this truth. This truth is so powerful, once again, it literally breaks the chains of sin off of your life. Every sin, or we can say this too, every demonic stronghold uh, is held together by lies, trickery, and deception. When the devil or a demonic power comes into a life to influence it, or even in many cases to possess it, it can only possess it or hold on to the soul by a lie. Something the person has believed, something the person has taken in to them and said, this is the way I am. I was born this way. This is how it's working out. This is just what it is. They have believed a lie. And the enemy is able to hold that person in place as long as that stronghold of a lie is still intact. But once the truth comes in and that person begins to walk in an intimate relationship with truth, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, not just every once in a while going to church or not just every once in a while reading the Bible, not just every once in a while just doing some Christian thing, not just wearing a Christian T-shirt. But when that person becomes into becomes into the knowledge and intimacy with truth, truth himself and is led into truth by the Holy Spirit, then they begin to see I have been I have been believing a lie. And many will say, even as King Saul said just before he perished, he said, I have played the role of a fool. 
I have believed a lie. I've operated under a lie for so long. So truth comes and it breaks down the lie and then the individual begins to become free because truth always beats back the lie. Truth is light, the lies are darkness and the truth and a lie or light and darkness cannot abide in the same place. So when truth moves in, lies move out. When the light comes in, lies move out. So it is no big deal. It, this, this I understand fully whilst, why some cannot make it to church on a regular basis where the word of God is coming forth with power and great authority and conviction because the enemy does not want them to experience truth because he wants to continue to reign in their lives with the lie. Are you understanding? This is why some cannot continue in his word because because of the lies that are there. So I tell you today, those of you that have ears to hear, have a relationship with truth. Cry out to Christ. He is truth. Ask him uh, to ask him uh, to allow his spirit to have free course in your life and lead you into truth. It is this truth that will make you free from every sin, from every demonic stronghold, from every habit, from every addiction. His truth will set you free, will make you free indeed. Are you hearing today? Oh, let's go on a little bit further. Let's go on a little bit further. And so he says again, he said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples? Let's talk about that word disciple just for a moment. The word disciple in the Greek is is pronounced uh, mathetes. Yes, mathetes. And it means... A learner, it means a pupil, disciple. It means one who follows one's teaching. One who follows one's teaching. But it goes a lot deeper than that. Hear me. In short, a disciple is a follower. Someone who adheres completely to the teaching of another making them his rule of life and conduct. This is what Jesus is saying. As he talks about discipleship, the people in the room understood discipleship. The Pharisees had disciples. The Sadducees had disciples. John the Baptist had disciples. They understood the concept of discipleship. Many in today's modern day church do not understand the concept of discipleship. We think that following Jesus just means again, coming to church, serve the Lord one day a week, you live, you live like a devil the rest of the days of the week, it's okay. We, are, we think that being a disciple of Christ, being a follower of Christ, means that we can give him half, half service and that he's okay with that. But that is not the true meaning of the word disciple. Being a disciple is not Uh, for the one that is faint of heart. It is a decision that must be made. And so here's Jesus talking to a room in the synagogue of people who began to believe that he was truly the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He's the only way to get to God. He's the only way to get freedom and deliverance. Here is Jesus. And they began to believe that he is the Son of God. They began to believe it. Then Jesus said, if you continue in my teachings, if you continue in my doctrine, if you continue in my course of life, Then you'll be my disciple. Oh, my goodness. I've got a choice to make. Disciple, meaning that you will now receive your master's or your rabbi's code of conduct. Now you'll begin to act like him. Now you'll eat where he eats. Now you'll drink where he drinks. Now you'll go where he goes. This is why the disciples were following Jesus around. It wasn't because they had anything to do. They were his disciples. 
Now they would eat his word. Now they would receive from his mouth. Now they would echo what he says. Now they would say, well, this is what uh, Rabbi Jesus said. Well, well, this this is what he said. So I'm saying what he is saying. And one thing a rabbi, one thing a disciple does, he always have it, always has an expectation of doing the work of his master, doing the work of the rabbi, the teacher. And Jesus said, he told us all the works that I do shall you do also because I go unto my father. Who is he talking to? The disciples, because the disciple always has an expectation of doing what the master does. So he gives us a great commission. He says, go into all the world, preach. I've shown you how to do that. Lay hands on the sick. I've shown you how to do that. Cast out devils. I've shown you how to do that. The Lord Jesus walked before them. They were following him. And they began to do what he did. This is the role of a disciple. Not just merely someone just coming to church. You can believe, but not be a disciple. Again, all disciples are Christians, but not all Christians are disciples. So don't be dismayed. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. Someone says, I go to church, this and that and the other, but I cannot see any fruit of discipleship. How can you still listen to that? How can you still watch that? Doesn't that bother you? Doesn't that bother you? But still, there are many in the church that are asleep. And here is a final call as the Lord will awaken them from their slumber because I am not the only one whom, whom God is using this day that is bringing a word to the generations saying Jesus is soon to come and he's coming back for a church that is without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that looks like him. Remember the church is his body and Jesus is the head and he's not coming for, for a deformed body. His body, the body and the head will line up, hallelujah. The head is full of power and the body will be full of power, hallelujah. He's coming back for us. He's coming back for the disciple. So if we can, if we can, if we're okay with many things, if you, if you say, well, I'm really a believer, but I'm okay with that, I would say, if you're really his, uh, then remember that the Lord will chastise and rebuke those that are his. If you really belong to Jesus and you're in this stuff, wait for the chastising of the Lord because it's coming. For the rebuke of the Lord because it is, I tell you, it is coming. If you really belong to him, he'll help us to line up. He'll help us to get it right. But here again, he'll lead us through truth by his spirit. So some things we may be able to stay in and, and, and it, don't, it doesn't bother us until we are dealt with by truth. You'll be able to reach your hand in that box of, of you think it sticks and do that. And you'll be able to do that until truth is revealed to you. The Lord will not reveal all the mess in your life to you at one time. You'd freak out. You say, well, I heard several people to say, well, if I can just get rid of this, I'll be good. Oh, boy, you're deceived. All I got is this in my life, and I'm good with everything else. Whoa, boy, you're deceived. Anyone that says, all I got to do is do this, and I'm good. Boy, you're, the, you're probably the last one in line. You're fr a few fries short of a Happy Meal. <laughs> Elevate didn't go all the way up to the top. You need a checkup from the neck up. Are you hearing? If the Lord would show you everything that's in you or on you, my God, I tell you what would happen. You'd fall down on your face before him and you cry out like Isaiah did. Are you hearing? So he has to walk us through truth. You've heard that famous movie. The man said, you can't handle the truth. Well, you're absolutely right. Some I can't. So he has to put us in position so that we can handle it. There are some truths about ourselves and some truths about each other. Some things we just can't handle. It's just too much light. So he has to turn the light up slowly, turn the light up gent gently, or else we'd go blind. It's a day-to-day -day walk in truth. Are you hearing? 
So don't despise anything that's going on in your life. Just stay in the light. Stay in truth. Develop that walk with Christ. Cry out unto him. Ask his spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to walk you through truth. Take you by the hand. Lead me through the truth so that I will not be deceived. Many will be deceived. And many are being deceived at this moment. Are you hearing? But you know who won't be deceived? Are the ones who are walking in light. Well, who is walking in light? Verse 12 says it earlier, we read that those who are following him shall not walk in darkness, but shall have his light. Are you hearing? Let's go a little bit further and then we're going to close out in just a few moments. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Again, discipleship means being a follower, someone who adheres completely, who adheres completely to the teachings of another making them uh, his rule of life and conduct. And remember, Jesus was quite explicit at the cost of following him. Quite explicit at being his disciple. He said in Luke 14, verse 26 and 27, listen to how this reads. Luke 14, verse 26 and 27. It says this. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Ooh, ooh. Now, hate, of course, means to love less. That is, you love him more. He's not preaching that you would hate your parents, children, or parents is not preaching that you would hate your children. No, he's saying that he must be loved more. He must be above. You must forsake all for him. And even your own life, if you do not agree, one, one, one more time, if any man come to me and hate not that is love less, love him more, uh, hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and, and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Verse 27, and whosoever doeth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. This means that your life does not belong to you. So all others that do not fit in this pattern are false. They must be declared false. You may be a churchgoer, but are you a disciple? Are you hearing? And the Lord goes into saying, you see in this context here, the Lord says, count up the cost. Count the cost. See if you have enough money before you start building the house, at least, at least while you're, you're, you're doing and you run out of money, then everybody that comes by and laughs at you and mocks you and say, hey, you didn't have the money to do that. You're, you're foolish. He said, or, or if you're a king and, 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 um, and another king is going to make war with you, uh, before you decide to make war with them, you better go back and see how many troops you have. See if you can defeat him. If not, Go send somebody to offer terms of peace. What can we do to settle out with this? Because I, I can't do it. He said, before you go into this thing, count up the cost. Before you become my disciple, count up the cost. This is why he used the word if. Verse 33, Luke 14, 33 says this. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsake not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Now that's explicit language. That is what Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah, Yeshua, this is what he requires out of all of us. And doing this, if you forsake your life, if you lose your life for his sake, the Lord said, you'll find it. True life actually begins. You say, but Lord, uh, if I do this, I won't have this. I won't be able to experience this. Why would you want to do that? True life really begins as we follow in line with what he has said. 
Are you hearing? You think you've had a good time, you haven't had a good time yet. Those of you who did drugs think you had a good high, you haven't had a high yet till you had a Holy Ghost high. Those of you who used to party, he hadn't partied anything until you had a Holy Ghost party. You understand? You haven't been involved in the real yet. We've been a country in a world that's been, we've been uh, infatuated with baloney. We say, oh, this has been some good baloney. Oh, baloney, baloney, baloney. Oh, baloney, baloney, baloney. And then they gave you some crackers. Ooh, do like this. Ooh, put it on one. Oh, some good. Oh, cracking baloney. You want cracking baloney? I love cracking baloney. It's good. Oh, oh, oh. And everybody sing songs. You know, everybody's awesome. Everybody likes crackers and baloney. Everything is awesome. Okay, yes, I just saw the movie. Yes, but understand what I'm saying to you. We're infatuated with crackers and baloney until the Lord says, try this steak. And then we begin to see cracker and bologna, steak, cracker and bologna, steak. We put them side by side. I've been living off cracker and bologna. The Lord said, if you just trust me, put down the cracker and bologna. Put it down. I've got something better for you. Here is some steak, prime rib steak. Here is some steak. Take a bite of this. And then we go, oh, 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 my goodness. The word says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. He's so good. You don't need an A1 sauce. Hallelujah. You just take your fork. You don't have to use a fork. You cut it. It's so tender. You cut it with a fork. You don't need a knife. You just cut it with a fork. Oh, goodness, goodness. It makes your mouth water. Somebody getting hungry. I better stop. You haven't lived until you've made a full commitment to Christ. You haven't lived until you make a full commitment to him. Now let me go ahead and close out. Understand something. We said that not all persons will agree to make Jesus their master, rabbi, their teacher. Not all persons will agree to follow him to make his word, his truth, his doctrine, his teaching, their rule of life. It's time for us to get real. Will you make that decision? Will you make that decision? All you got to do is say yes. And then the spirit of God comes in and he helps you. You need God to help you. Are you hearing? So all those who call themselves Christians are not disciples. But all disciples are Christians. There is a difference. Turn to your name and tell them there is a difference. There is a difference. And understand something. Well, I think we're gonna there's so much more. It is the main goal or the intent of every follower to be like the master. Our goal as disciples of Christ is to become like him not just to hang around him or hang around the church our intentions for coming to church is so that i can hear word from him so that i can acknowledge him so that i can bless him in praise and in worship i can sing to him i can pray to him i can be involved in the fellowship and the like and the fellowship of those who have a like precious faith I've come to church to hear a word from God, not as a social club or not just as a gathering. I come because I'm in this thing too and you're in this thing and sometimes I might get weak and I need you to pray for me. And sometimes you may get weak and you may need me to pray for you. There's strength and the the Messiah said, Jesus said, Yeshua said, if two or three were to gather together in his name, He said that he would be in the midst of us. So why would we fail to assemble knowing that our master would be with us? 
So when we come together, power is released. He said he would be here. And I know that Jesus is here even right now at this very moment as we gather around his name, as we gather in his name, as we desire to continue in his word. We will be his disciples indeed. And we'll walk in the knowledge of his truth. We'll experience truth. And truth will break us free from sin. It will break us free from the, from the domain of sin. It will break us free from every demonic stronghold and power. It will break us free from sickness and disease. It will break us free from debt and from death. Any hold of the enemy can be broken by the spirit of truth. And only the disciple will experience truth. So the thing is, we've got to be real. We've got to get real. If we've been in church for a number of years and we're still bound, I'll ask you the question. Are you a disciple? Have you decided to lay down your life and pick up his? If so, then now let's cry out unto him. Because he has truth for us to eat. What's on the menu today? Truth. Let's eat the truth. Let's experience his truth. Truth is both objective and subjective. Objective meaning you'll see it and know it. Yeah, that's truth. If the sun is shining, that is truth. That is the truth. That's objective. Subjective means that I get to experience the sun shining on me. Again, truth is I see it. Yes, I can see outside. Yes, I see sunlight. Yes, the sun is shining. I know truth because I see it. That's objective. But then subjective truth means I go outside and I'm in it. I experience what is truth. I have an intimate relationship with it. And that sets me free. So it is my prayer today that you will experience God's truth. And that we would all get real. We would all repent before his presence. You say, I'm born again, but I have not experienced that. Well, it's time to repent. And it's time to begin the works. Because God has not left you. We may have left him, but he has never left us. He loves you. He looks beyond your fault. And he sees your need. And he's waiting for you, waiting to walk you through truth that will change your life. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.